0: Top of the morning to you, or afternoon or evening, whenever you may be listening. My name is Scotty, and welcome to Chip Time, Season 2, Episode 19. And we have been just pumping out the content lately. This is our grand finale of our four part mini series covering the World Athletics Championships. And what a journey it has been! Just really went by in the blink of an eye. I'm back here in my home studio, but we have one more conversation with Michael of our experience in Eugene, Oregon, which for me really was the trip of a lifetime. And like we've been saying from the beginning of these last few episodes, it never really was the plan for us to do this many episodes the original plan was just to stack them all into one episode and have about 10 minutes 10 minutes from each day but we had just such an exceptional experience and really are going to look back at these episodes fondly because the world championships aren't going to be in the u.s every year and i'm not sure when i'm going to be back in oregon For any track meet so i'm glad we have this level of detail and we've just been having such a blast putting these together so if you've been with us since episode 16 which was part one of this mini-series hope you've enjoyed the journey and have felt like you've been somewhat part of our experience during this amazing couple of weeks of track and field so without further ado Let's dive into the finale, where we cover our experience at the final day of the World Athletics Championships. This episode is brought to you by The Amino Company. Like many runners, getting motivated for a hard training session after a long day of work or on a day with bad weather can be a challenge. I need to get my muscles ready to rise to the occasion so I can take that next step towards achieving my season goals. Introducing Perform From The Amino Company, which offers a 100% science-backed essential amino acid formula. It helps you build your endurance and prepares you for harder training sessions, runs, and workouts. For me, I've been using this for almost a month, Perform has been working great. I've used it for a wide variety of activities, strength work, cross training, easy runs, long runs, track sessions, you name it, a wide enough variety that I can tell the results are legitimate and consistent. The clinical trial data is great and I recommend you check it out on their website, but I'm an old school guy and the results are the most important thing to me. The beauty of Perform is it has both, all the data-driven support you need to feel comfortable trying the product while also delivering real-life results. This product was created by lead scientist and co-founder Dr. Robert Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2 hours and 30 minutes set national age group records, and is still running and fueling his body with PERFORM at age 75. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give PERFORM a try. It's three times more effective on a gram-for-gram basis than any other protein source. And right now, you can get 30% off by using code CHIPTIME when you visit AminoCo.com slash CHIPTIME. Once again, that is 30% off when you visit AminoCo.com slash CHIPTIME. Now, back to the show. The last day of the World Athletics Championships. As they say, all good things must come to an end. That was today for us. And and yes, that's right. We are finally recording one of these the day of. Yep. We're burning the midnight oil fresh after watching these events. And there was a lot here, even on the very last day.
1: I mean, it's, it's the last day of Worlds. We've already had such an amazing experience. And you just looking to close it out on a good note, which I think we did a great job of, but just a whole, a week full of so many different things, so many new things, so many awesome opportunities, and it's just been an amazing week.
0: And we were fortunate enough to really hit the lottery with positioning today. Yep. We were stationed real close to the start finish line in the upper section, so we had You know, the benefit of the upper section, and I was telling some fans who were like complaining about their seats, you can see what's going on down the back stretch. If you are down low, yes, you're closer to the start-finish line, but you can't really see what's going on the other half of the track. So we did have a good view of the comprehensive track and the, the long jump and triple jump as well. So it was a good place to be especially for this men's 5k final, which was one of the big ones we were especially excited about.
1: Yeah, that was a huge one. I mean, our boy Grant Fisher coming off that fourth place finish in the 10k. We're just like, okay, he's got another chance. This is when he's finally going to get that medal. And then you had Ingebrigtsen, who who was coming off the silver in the 1500, definitely wanted to go for the golden there and just A whole load of other talented athletes that we were just extremely excited to watch. Ended up being a really good race. Grant Fisher did. He, like, kudos to him. We were talking about this in the car. Kudos to him. He is a great racer, like, tactically. Like, he puts himself where he needs to be. Because in longer races like the 5K and the 10K, who cares what happens during the race? If you're where you need to be going into the Bell Lap, then you have a shot. And that's exactly what he does. That's exactly where he was. He was in that third spot going into the bell lap and he was where he needed to be. Unfortunately, we just rewatched it to confirm, but going into the last hundred meters, he did get tripped up a little bit and lost all of his momentum. He ended up fading to sixth, which if you look at it, it's still not a bad finish whatsoever. Still an awesome finish, but not the medal that we were looking for with Grant Fisher.
0: And after re-watching it as well, even without the trip, I don't know if he would have got a medal. Yeah. Because Oscar Chalimo from Uganda came in just with a fierce finishing 100. We both thought it was Joshua Cheptegei.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: going into this race, you mentioned Jakob and Grant. I mean, Cheptegei was going for the double gold. Yep. He was going for that Mo Farah. And in this case, he ended up fading to ninth place. And that actually gives me more perspective for Grant's accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Because you said exactly what happened. He was in the right place the entire race, ran a very, very smart start to finish. And even though he got sixth, which is lower than he wanted, you look at all the world-class guys he beat, including Chep, guy including Berega, who's a gold medalist, Mukhtar Idris, who's a multi-time gold medalist, all these guys that have run incredible times and finished higher on the, the global stage. So you really gotta be proud of, of him. And what we were also talking about in the car was his time is gonna come. Yes. If he keeps racing this way and stays healthy and stays fit, it's going to be a matter of time. I mean, Galen Rupp, it took him a while too. He got he was getting fifth in some of these, and he would finish behind Bernard Lagat from the U.S. Then he finally had that breakthrough in the 2012 Olympics. It really does just take the right race.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the thing that we were kind of sad about because we had talked. We're like, his time will come. Like, he's but he has exactly all the tools he's, right he's, now. Yeah, he's got everything he needs. We're just going to have to wait. And of course, I don't want to wait. I want him to get a medal now. So fortunately, didn't see that today. But like you said, he's got all the tools. It's coming real soon. That's for sure.
0: It felt like it was going to be the time because it was in the U.S. And it's the year he broke the American record. And he was in third at the bell. The crowd was so loud. So loud. That last awesome. lap. But it just wasn't meant to be. But... Going from there, I mean, you do have to shout out Jakob. The The commentators did a great job of saying he looked at that silver in the 1500 as a failure. Yep. And he, from our kind of analysis and, and our sort of intuition, we were thinking he may have been doing more strength training than speed training, given the finish we saw in that 1500. Yep. And he had all the strength in the <laughs> yes. world in this 5k. I mean, he looked like he was given like 90% effort. And
1: yeah, and that last that last hundred meters, he there was no question he was he was winning it. And so you were kind of like, okay, there is there's the guy that I know.
0: And it was good to see Jacob Krop from Kenya get second place. Yeah. He's one of those guys that has run insanely fast times in the regular season, 1248 this year but just hasn't had that breakthrough race on the global stage. And so it's cool that we're, we've been able to see a couple of these Kenyan runners really break through and, and get to that medal position.
1: And then I think, honestly, one of the biggest shout outs, it was really cool seeing Yaakov get that actual gold, but my biggest shout out goes out to Luis Grijalva from Guatemala. He ran a phenomenal race. He's coming out, went to Northern Arizona, um, honestly I think the only person as a part of the Guatemala national team in the world championships he ran a really good prelim race the semis they was really solid he got himself where he needed to be went through the finals looking really smooth and that was something that like it, w- it was to the point where it really stood out like as a guy that he's a solid runner but on the global scene you'd kind of expect him to maybe he'll skate by with a little cue but he got a big cue going into that and then He raced phenomenally, had an amazing finish, got himself in that fourth place finish, which I'll let you tell the story about the fan. Fourth place was a phenomenal finish for him.
0: Well, first of all, shout out Mike Smith. Uh, (laughs) He trains with Mike Smith Elite. And uh, man, this was such a cool experience for me. So in my section, there was a fan who had a ticketed seat in our upper section by the start finish. And he had a Guatemalan flag with him and he came up to me and he was like, Hey, is it okay if I like stand over the edge to like wave my flag during the race? And I was like, unfortunately, no, because you will obstruct the view of the fans to your right who are watching down the home stretch. So, and I told him, I was like, you can do it once. Like, yes, you can do it once during the race. You can stand here with me where we're in the stairwell, like back away from those fans' viewpoint. And I'm like, you can watch the whole race with me if you want. He was very gracious, very friendly. I think it was like lap three that he waved the Guatemala flag. Because to your point, this was their one guy. This was their one athlete there. And he was so excited. He was also rooting for Grant with me. So we were kind of rooting for each other's athletes. And when that last lap happened and Luis held on to it and got that fourth place finish, which which was huge. Huge. Over expectations by a lot. This guy, this fan, he starts crying. And you see just how much it means to people from some of these smaller countries. I mean, you look at us from the U.S., there's gold medals everywhere you look sprints jumps throws not to
1: brag it's it's just
0: it almost waters it down i mean on the individual athlete level you're really happy for each person who gets it but for this guy like luis grijalva was their one athlete and he was so happy he's in tears we put our arm around each other and then he was down in the concourse like facetiming friends and family after and that is what sports are all about that was such a cool moment and it was also just so cool how respectful he was of me as well because from our ushering experience some people just blow by and do whatever they want if they really want to so it was nice that he was like respectful but still got to enjoy that moment
1: 100 percent Yep
0: so after that i had one of my other favorite parts of the day which is not exactly related to running but it is some ushering redemption because we reported in one of our earlier episodes that my water bottle was stolen my faith in humanity was gone i had helped some handicapped fans down my water bottle's gone well today what ended up happening after the 5k We had a fan in my section, and he's walking by, and he's like, I'll be right back, I'm going to get some ice cream. And just completely joking around, I'm like, oh, go get two. Like, get one for me. Lo and behold, this man comes back. He's got a Minute Maid frozen lemonade in one hand. He's got a chocolate ice cream in the other. And he's like, which one do you want? And I'm like, oh, like, that's probably for, like, your son or something like you're, yeah. you're joking right no no he gives me the choice i take the chocolate ice cream and i'm like this is redemption i once again have faith in humanity and it, it honestly was just like a really nice thing to do so i go back to the concourse i'm gulping down the ice cream and quickly had to make my way back up because we had the women's 800 meters, and I know you were even higher than me on Keeley Hodgkinson going into this one.
1: I honestly like it was the big matchup of the young stars, the Thingmo and Keeley Hodgkinson, and then of course you got the other the two other Americans, Ajay Wilson, and then Raven Rogers, the one from the Tower. Uh, she was in that final as well. That was that was a really exciting race, one that. It was really like you you were pretty confident that a thing and keely would go one two it was kind of just like could keely actually get it you knew that a thing she's just been on a streak like she's been unbeatable so that it was just like okay but keely hasn't really gotten to race her until now and honestly it kind of did live up to the hype um a thing in, in regular fashion she's just kind of up front the whole time and then once that last lap goes, she's kind of making her move and going ahead, but what I thought was really cool and really interesting, could have been wild, was actually in those last hundred meters, Keeley is right on the shoulder of a thing, Mo. but I think her fatal mistake was she was on the inside rail and was trying to pass a thing on the inside. A thing being just a smart racer was not giving her that inside, so Keeley would have either had to try to cut it inside, risk a disqualification by making a close call or obstructing a thing at all, or trying to make that move to the outside. Honestly, my hot take was that if Keely had herself in a better position, if she would have taken that curve wide and gotten out in a lane two, I think she could have beat a thing. But I think given the position she was in and a thing not letting up that inside at all, I think that was what gave a thing the gold. Not to count it out at all, but I think we were very close to an upset that, although I am rooting for the American, it just would have been cool to see.
0: It made for an amazing race just given that both of them really had the equal fitness and a thing really just had a step on her. And going back to just the the amazing experience that, that we were a part of for this, I was rooting for a thing... Even more than I normally would have, yeah. Because earlier on, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Someone comes up to my section. He's like pretty tall, um, but pretty young as well. Probably he looks like he was about a teenager, and but he was taller than me. He gives me a handshake while I'm just like directing him to his seat. Looks at my name tag and he goes, "Oh, how do you pronounce your last name? Like, is it Lachlan or Laughlin?" I was like, "Oh, it's it's actually Lachlan." He's like, oh, I was curious because Sidney McLaughlin, you know, if it was gonna be pronounced like that, and this kid looks just like a thing Mo, but I don't want to like assume someone is of relation um, and, and just look dumb if they're not. <laughs> right. So because he asked about my last name, I was like, what's your last name, Mo? And I'm like, like a thing? And he's like, yeah, but like if you keep it down, like I'm trying not to, I'm trying to fly under the radar a little bit and literally like daps me up and I'm like, I'm all in. I already was, but I'm like extra all in on a thing because th- that was one of the most friendly encounters I've had all week where someone was actually like reading my name yep. on the name tag, just super friendly. And then to see the race, like you said, unfortunately, the the other two Americans kind of faded. Yeah. Raven and Ajay. Yep. Uh, but to for a thing to hold it down on U.S. soil, it was... And for the bar to be that high for her coming off the Olympic gold, yep. she hasn't lost in so and, long.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll just give a huge props to her. Like, she's so young and she's just handling all this so well and... Especially somebody who coming out so young that's really emerging is so dominant, you'd expect them like they got to make some kind of rookie mistakes, right? But she has been cool, calm, collected, and getting the job done. So that's been a really impressive part on her end of basically just coming in and doing what she needs to do. Like, like it's, it's really impressive to see her doing that so young. And Keeley Hodgkinson as well, I'm uh, pretty sure they are the same age just and a year apart yeah, yeah just a year, a year apart. things
0: 19 keely's 20
1: yep and so to see both of them like two of the top 800 meter runners in the world right now being that young i think the future for the woman's 800 is very bright
0: and i want my a thing versus sydney flat 400 yes i want that
1: that would be entertaining to watch
0: that would be must-see tv but for the next event we had we're not experts in the sprints But the 100-meter hurdles was very unique in the fact that the Nigerian athlete who ended up taking gold broke the world record, not once, but
1: how many times did she break it? Twice. Twice. Twice, because they ran the semifinals earlier in the day. That was one of the events that they opened up with. I actually missed the world record the first time around. That's Um, why she did it again. Yep. I had taken my dinner break and... I heard that they were doing just the heats. I was like, I thought, I was just like, it's the semifinals, not a huge deal. I was actually able to watch it on one of the TVs out in the concourse. And so I was just like, not a big deal, whatever. Then I hear these loud cheers and I, I hear over the PA world record. And I was like, what? I was like, D- I just missed a world record? In like, a semifinal. Yeah, in a semifinal. And it was 12 it was 12. And I was just like, that's so disappointing. Like, I just missed that. And that might be the only big one that we see tonight. And. I was like, man, that's so disappointing. And honestly, like, excuse my ignorance, but Toby Asuman, I, I'm probably butchering the pronunci- pronunciation, but I had no idea who she was going to be. Nor did this. I. She was the one that got that world record. And so straight out of the semis, obviously people are already starting to talk about, okay, was this actually legit? You're like, okay, like, whatever. She just had this one-off race. Yeah, it was a world record. Like, that's impressive. But like, Can she actually compete? Fast forward to the final, you have her, the current world record holder, Kendra Harrison from the US in that race, and then also the Olympic champ from Puerto Rico. So you know that something big's coming and if you are really gonna put her to the test, this is the race to do it because you got all the top names in there. In the final, she comes in and sets another world record beating the one that she had previously ran 12.06, 12.06, cutting down the world record. The world record going into the day was 12.20. So she cut it down by over a tenth of a second. And that was kind of like, that was a, a quiet quiet for all the haters. Like, all you haters thinking this semi-time was BS. Look what I just did. And it was really cool to see. And now we, we needed to look up all of her info on the ride home because we were sitting there like, she just set two world records in one day. We need to know who this girl is. Turns out
0: she was ranked number two in the world behind the reigning Olympic champ, Jasmine Camacho Quinn. So we felt kind of dumb
1: yeah, about that. We, we decided we might need to put a little bit more effort in the into sprint, the sprints. So. I, and I,
0: I said, I really hate to say this, but the women's 100 hurdles before today typically has not moved the needle for me as much yep. but it, it was one of the best events on the track today. I mean,
1: anytime you get to witness a world record obviously it's going to catch your eye.
0: And a cool factor for me was that one of the athletes who had been in the semi-final from Denmark in the women's 100 hurdles actually watched the final with me. Sparks were flying. Sparks, sparks were, flying were flying. everywhere. I, I honestly don't know if something was like lost in translation but she basically called me gorgeous at one point
1: Uh, there was (laughs) nothing lost in translation it was as direct as could be so scotty what what you guys don't see is actually on his laptop he has flights to denmark pulled up so i don't know if he's moving too fast or what
0: once this economy works itself out we'll we'll get something going but you know you had your moment with vanessa yeah i had mine and honestly it was like as much as we try to keep our ushering areas clear and and not allow these special circumstances it was the last day so like with the guatemalan fan and then with this one it was like honestly as long as you're being cool about it you're not blocking other people's view i'm gonna be more lenient
1: like we had said we're part of the fan experience team so we're here to make your experience better
0: and in that case the fact that it was a world record it was cool to see her reaction yeah because I think yeah. she said her PR was like 1287 which is still very very fast yeah. and she was like geez that was almost under 12 <laughs> so going after that we had two more big finals same event for both four by four relays it's how every track meet finishes Middle school, high school, college, professional, the four by four relays. And first shout out that you brought up was the guy on our bus last night yes. for nailing the men's lineup.
1: Yep, yep, we had a whole discussion on the bus last night about what we think on the men's and women's side the four by four lineup should be. And you know, we typically had like the same people, you're like, Michael Norman's gotta be on there, champion Allison, and then there's a guy in the bus that specifically said he thinks Elijah Godwin out of Georgia should be the, the lead starter, off. the lead off. He did so in the in the semis, so he, we already saw he had a pretty solid leg out of there. But then what I the part that I wasn't really confident with. We all thought Rye Benjamin was going to be that third leg and it was actually Bryce Deadman who he's coming out of North Carolina AT, solid 400 meter runner. Um, but just a name that you haven't really heard as much. And so this guy went and said Deadman, like, he honestly, the way he was saying it was Deadman's a lock. He was very 4x4.
0: confident. And
1: so we were kind of like, we were talking about, we're like, eh, like, because we were also on the Bassett train. So, of course, we're trying to advocate for him. But we were just kind of like, Bryce Deadman, like, okay, man, like, sure, whatever you say. But that man called it. Godwin leading off. Deadman as a third leg. It was actually really cool. Shout out to him.
0: And, you know, Godwin did have the lead after that first leg, but I'll admit the relay was over after Mike Norman went uh, second on that on that relay. He built such a big lead that it, it gave the other guys just an opportunity to run, propelled by the crowd, and there was no way they were going to lose it at that point. And it, it was interesting having the 4 by one yesterday and then the 4 by 4 today, because obviously you still have to make the handoffs, but if you have a huge lead, it's like, just get a crisp handoff. Like, you're not going for tenths of a second yep. at yep. that point. So exactly. the guys, they got the stick around clean, champion brought it home, and you know lived up to his name getting that gold medal, <laughs> yeah. and it was, it was pretty much a, a done deal at that point, but similar to what we said before just the way the crowd was into it was absolutely electric
1: I wish I wish they would have let us like at most meets crowd crowd the final curve there you know I wish I wish they would have let us down there and do that but it was still pretty hype in its own right
0: And another thing you know transitioning to the last race that I appreciated about this one is that the women's race was last. I feel like at at our college meets, the the men's 4x4 was last. Yeah. But in this case, I'll admit, I was more excited about the women's race just because we had even less of an idea of who they were going to field out there. You knew Sydney McLaughlin was probably going to be a lock. We kind of thought Dalila Muhammad would be. Yeah. And she ended up not being in it. Although, if I recall, the PA announcer said her name. So... May have been a late scratch from the relay, but also when we when I saw Abby Steiner walk out there (laughs) after she's done all three rounds of the 200 and the 4 by 1 final last night, we were like, Abby's ready for this. She's had a long season, but she's so good from 100 through
1: 400. Exactly,
0: it just makes for exciting racing. So when I saw her. I was kind of putting my hands together like, yes, this is going to be a good one.
1: Yep, and then also a shout-out to the other collegiates, uh, Talitha Diggs on that leadoff, and then Britton Wilson on the third leg. Um, everybody was a little disappointed that Allison Felix wasn't out there, obviously, but I felt like we kind of got a good a good send-off send almost with her being in the mix 4 by 4 But that, honestly, the women's played out very identical to the men's, where... Once, once we got to that second leg and we they cut in on the first curve, they were in a noticeable lead, and there was just no catching them. But the thing that was awesome was Sydney McLaughlin finishing being the anchor for the 4x4 team. That was awesome. She ran a 47-91 split, which is crazy, and even further reiterates, we want to see what she can do in a flat 400. But it was awesome because the U.S. already had a huge lead going into that final leg, and then at that point, like at that point, it's like Sydney, just bring it home. It was do a what victory gotta lap. Do. And she still ran so fast and just made that gap so much bigger. An awesome way to end it with both of the USA relay teams getting the gold.
0: We had some more USA chants, which we talked about yesterday. I mean, that that patriotism, we need more of it. It was really, really great. And although that ended the track competition, there was one more thing we have to mention. And that was the men's pole vault. The men's pole vault was actually over after, I want to say maybe the, the third or fourth height that everyone cleared. Yep. Chris Nielsen from the U.S. locked up a silver medal. Big shout out to him for that. But Mondo Duplantis of Sweden, who went to LSU, he cleared 6 meters. I think he was the only one to clear 6. Yep. He's locked up the gold medal, and they bump up the height to 6.21. Because Mondo has the outright world record at 6.20, and it's like, gold medal secure? Let's take three three shots, (laughs) just move it up. Didn't clear the first time. But after I heard a little Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, picks the pole back up, makes his way down the runway, and, and what happened?
1: Like he, he soared right over. Honestly, it was kind of hard to tell from where we were at on the opposite side of the track where the pole was at just because you know it's such a small pole over so far. But literally the only thing you're looking for is you're like is it just the body coming down? And he goes right over it it was awesome. Honestly, my question is, was he the one that requested that song to be played? Because before then, you could actually kind of see him getting a little bit into it. And actually, at one point, he had kind of like us, like, ushered to like turn up the volume on it. And we're like, okay, he's really getting into this. So that's got to be the best feeling, and that had to give him so much confidence because you've already won the gold, and it's your world record. So there's literally zero pressure. It's just like yeah, like, let's go up there, see what I can do. And like it's a, it's a win-win situation. And then he goes up and actually gets it. Had an awesome front flip celebration. That was pretty sweet. And also, in that men's pole vault, I do want to give a shout-out to the bronze medal finisher, EJ Obiana. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. From the Philippines. Wanted to give a shout-out because that's actually the first global medal won by the Philippines in track and field. So he reset the Asian record to get that. I actually had a couple of Philippines fans in my section. I was speaking to them about it. So that's a really big thing as well. And then Chris Nilsson, the, the American getting silver, that was cool. But obviously with Mondo topping it off of a world record and that being the last thing going on, that was just another incredible thing.
0: Mondo does exactly what we need as people who want to grow the sport. Exactly. Is he's such a showman. And literally, throughout all the regular season, these Diamond League meets and everything in between, he'll do that. If he has a win locked up, he'll just throw it up to world record height and be like, let's see what happens. Like, Why
1: not? Because you're never going to know until you try and then... You try and get it, then you're like, "Oh well, shoot!"
0: <laughs> and and one of the best parts to kind of wrap up the whole day, as they they clear the track, all the events are done. They do the medal ceremonies, and our sections were getting crazy. Yeah, okay. because we're right by the start finish line on the upper section. It's a great view of the podium, and you've also got you know a good view of the the jumbotron with the digital flags as well for when they play. The national anthem and so me and my other usher next to me we're trying to keep the area somewhat clear but also as you said fan experience so we're, we're also letting people get away with certain spaces as long as they're not obstructing foot traffic too much and then the Swedish people start coming yeah Mondo's nation and a lot of them are kind of pushing for the front and then we have basically run out of room and this man Kind of taps me on the shoulder and he was like is it okay if i stand up there and i was like yeah but like there's not much room it probably will be easier if you go up to an open seat yeah and he goes my son just won the gold medal in the pole vault <laughs> and i was like oh i'm clearing you some room yeah. he's got an lsu hat on it, it was really him and what they've been doing this whole time with the world record holders is giving them the giant checks for a hundred thousand dollars and it was so funny i overhear uh someone talking to mondo's dad and they're like oh man like this is so great are you buying rounds tonight he points at his son with the giant check and he's like no he's buying tonight <laughs> yeah so we get that medal ceremony as well as all the others They end it with a a Team USA, like, full team
1: victory trophy. It was the first year that they've actually done a team trophy, and honestly, I think we got a pretty solid chance to... Like,
0: always win
1: it? Yep, exactly, just for the sheer amount of, like, the depth that we have and everything, but still really cool for them to do the whole trophy ceremony, and us winning it on U.S. soil, that was awesome as well.
0: They did play Miley Cyrus during it, can't and and that. they played that shout song, the old yeah. school one. That was actually cool. All the athletes were into it. Yeah. Confetti's out there. And as we exited, we got to do what I have wanted to do the whole week, which was walk on the track. So we walked out there, got some pictures as if we were starting out there <laughs> on the 200-meter start. And it was just a great way to, to cap it off and... Just to reiterate something I said our, our first episode of this series is everyone left that track, all the fans, feeling like they won, like their team won. You either had just a great performance, even if your athlete didn't medal, like our Guatemalan buddy with Luis Grijalva, or you're, you're a big fan of United States track and field and you had plenty to root for, but everyone really had that positive experience and we were just in in a joking way saying was this the best track meet we've ever been to it's a resounding yes from me
1: yep it was we made the joke that the uh the beta classic was of course up there but honestly like just from the running events like it, yes it was a great meet but you talk about the experience overall like who knows if, when, or if there ever will be another world championships on U.S. soil. And we we really wanted to just savor every moment of it. That's why it was awesome getting to go on the track at the end. We could really just kind of soak it all in again. But the whole experience, the entire week, from start to finish, it was just a phenomenal experience. And in me having been at a lot of meets at Hayward beforehand, like this one takes the cake by far. And it's... It was just such an awesome thing. And to be able to experience it with you as well, it just put it over the top. And the
0: icing on the cake for me personally was walking to the shuttles. I see two guys walking the other way. I instantly know who these guys are. And I just yell out, FlowTrack.org. It's the FlowTrack guys. They turn to me confused. And then they're like, Oh, thanks, man. And then I walk by and under my voice to Michael, I just go, I hate those guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were debating asking them for $30 and so maybe we'd watch their stuff for a month. But yeah, but still like just an awesome experience. And even just like, it's awesome because even small things like on the bus, like you're taking the, the shuttle right back to where the parking was and you get to have these conversations or debates, I'll even call them, what the 4x4 lineup's going to be. There was a guy just asking us just about the volunteer experience on the way and so everybody involved like if you went to that world championships whether you were there the whole time or you were there for a day you just felt satisfied like you got what you wanted out of it and you knew that this is exactly what you wanted it's it's like our super bowl we were saying we're trying to we we're trying to describe we're like what do we tell all of our friends and people back home that like how was this like how do we describe what level this was on for us and we're literally just like so imagine this huge championship and that is ours except it's a lot more intimate you get to experience the athletes a lot more and of course when we we're comparing our night at Tracktown pizza we're like well that was just a 12 year old girl seeing justin Bieber for the first time so but everything as a whole zero complaints i wouldn't have it any other way i'm just glad that we got to experience it
0: yeah and i think the best way i I can sum it up being a non-oregonian is this week with the event with really the whole city of eugene buying into it and just like you said with the shuttles and the restaurants we've been at interacting with all these different people this has felt more like home to me than any out-of-state place i've ever visited i guess indiana is is kind of ushered in there because my family's there but besides the the midwest this felt like home to me we when we went to bars the distance runners were the cool kids there like that never happens, never happens. and when you're on these shuttles you you're with knowledgeable track and field fans whereas the average Joe doesn't even know who Noah Lyles is, and yeah. so it was just such a great ten-day experience that we got to be a part of half of it, to just have the shine and the spotlight on track and field, and and you know my my closing thought on the whole matter is we've been having discussions in the car how do we grow this sport? We have enjoyed this so much, and we want other people to have this joy and i think the conclusion we came to first of all is that there's no easy way yeah of course but really just to instead of trying to pull people away from other sports and say don't watch that watch this instead instead just share your joy with them and in this case we got to be right in the heart of it enjoyed every minute of it and i can say without a doubt i will be back here for a meet i don't know how often i can do it but it not only made you want to come back to hayward field but it also just makes us want to get more involved with the sport in general you're looking for potential coaching opportunities and i've got my i can't really break the news yet but my opportunity coming up so just just leaves us with like a good mission accomplished feel
1: 100 percent, and i mean my last thing is just that's the magic of track town usa like that's something that we grew up hearing about and we saw it on tv whether it was like old hayward now new hayward you just heard everybody talk about eugene being such an awesome place and the place where these kind of things happen and then being able to actually experience some of that magic like everything that anybody had ever said about it is 100 true
0: i completely agree it's it's gonna be hard to even fully process like how much fun we had these last six days but i'm glad we got pictures i'm glad we got to do all these podcasts it's actually quite hilarious that my original plan was that we were just gonna have like 15 minutes Per day and then stack it all into one episode but I mean it's just exceeded expectations so much and so for the audience listening I hope you feel like you were part of our journey I hope you've enjoyed these kind of rapid fire pods coming out every other day like I said it was never the plan but we just really enjoyed this experience so much It's much better than whatever I would have put out. (laughs) Exactly. You're getting, this is
1: authenticity. That's exactly what this is. You're getting our raw reactions, like exactly what we felt. So even though it is a little longer than expected, I I believe it was well worth it.
0: And these are episodes that we are even going to listen back to.
1: (laughs) We've, We've actually, the two that I've already dropped, we've listened to on the way down to Hayward. And even just listening to it for the second time it's just been really cool to relive those experiences even though they happened a few days ago
0: (laughs) well it's hard to close the book on this one but it is that time so just want to thank everyone for following along with us we want to thank the rest of our world athletics team that we were a part of and also just want to thank all the athletes because there would be nothing to talk about nothing to enjoy without their tireless efforts in training and competition so with that i think we need to sign off from the state of oregon one last time and and i will thank you sir as well for hosting me for for going through those iced coffee lines (laughs) it has been a pleasure
1: listen scotty in a tip or skip world we're all tip
0: we're all tip be sure to tip your local service agents, whether they're pumping your gas. or <laughs> That's only in Oregon and New Jersey. But uh, yeah, that's it for us, especially because we were kind of service workers. Yep. Tip your service workers and share your joy of track and field with someone near to you. That's it for us. As we wrap up the show, just a few quick announcements. First of all, we will be off from releasing an episode next week. After getting five episodes up in the last eight days, if my math is correct, I think we need to give some time for people to catch up on listening. And also, frankly, for my own sanity, it is probably good to take a break for a week So there will not be an episode drop in the first week of August, but we will be gearing up for the Chip Time Book Club, Chip Time Book Club, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. That'll be three weeks from now, so we will have an episode prior to the book club, but looking to August 17th being when we will go over that book, I just have about, I think, one chapter left, so really cranked through quite a bit on the plane, and even the gentleman sitting next to me on the plane who had also been at the World Championships, he he just pointed to it, and he was like, great book, so it's been getting thumbs-ups across the board, and kind of last call if you do want to read it, but if you're just along for the ride to hear about the book, mark your calendars then, August 17th. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, send us an email, chiptimepod at gmail.com, chiptimepod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, and I'm going to slow down just to say this mini series, it's been very special for us. It has been from the couple people I've heard who have commented back, uh, who have listened to, to the first few parts, they've enjoyed it as well. If you have not already left a five star rating on Apple or Spotify, seems very trivial, seems like, why should I do this? I'm just saying it means a lot to us because that shows that you are enjoying the content we're putting out as much or almost as much as we are enjoying bringing it to you. So please do that. And if you're new, especially on Apple, leave a review as well as that rating, and we would love to read it here on the show. Also, we want to thank our sponsors from The Amino Company. I did not bring my Perform to Oregon, and between that and the time change, I was kind of struggle-busting on those runs, but... Having it back for my first run here in Michigan, already a, a noticeable difference. So check out Aminoco.com slash chiptime and pick up some Perform if you haven't already. You're going to want to try it and you've got a 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied with your results. Last announcement, if you'd like to join the Chiptime Strava group, All you need to do is follow me on Strava, and we will get you added to the group. So you guys know me if you've been listening to this show for a while. I'm a very sentimental person. I I struggle with the ends of chapters, even though it means the beginning of other chapters. And so just like the end of the last cross-country season and the end of This NCAA track season, we have now reached the end of the World Athletics Championships. And although it is hard to say goodbye, it has been such an amazing experience. I hope that you, the people at home, tuned in maybe more than you ever have before, or even just followed it more closely on social media than you have in the past. And that is how we are going to keep this sport growing. So thanks for listening. Keep working hard. And we'll see you in two weeks.
2: Look at Jake Whiteman go. The 28-year-old British runner is leading this pack on the final lap. This would be a massive upset. There's only been one British world champion at 1,500, that's Steve Brown. And Steve's here in the building, he's commentating, he'd be screaming right now. It's Great Britain against Norway. Jake Whiteman is about to cause a massive upset, and he has. Great Britain has only a second world champion at 1,500, and it is a shock. Jake Whiteman has rocked the athletics world and is a world champion. Remember this, remember what Ado told you about the world record. How it just continually keeps getting broken. Sydney McLaughlin has left them behind. Femke Ball comes on the inside of Dalila Muhammad now. Please watch the clock, the world record is 51-41. Sydney McLaughlin, the 22-year-old American, there is no stopping her. 50.6, it's a world record. side of Jamaica oh and great britain's in trouble the US will hand off first but sharika jackson it's tt terry and sharika jackson here comes jamaica running the united Stays down can twinitha terry hang on you betcha she can team usa